Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Mineola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy.
Beatitudes. What we're supposed to do. Now open up. If I had to name this, it would be useless salt. Verse 13. Let's just go back to verse 12. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for you great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye. Who's ye? Every one of us. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salt? It is thick, forth, good for nothing. But to cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all them that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I have come to destroy the law of the prophets. I came, I come, I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. Verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so. He shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom. Go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I pray now that you touch hearts today. Dear God, those that can't be with us today, those that are ill, I pray, Father, that you just touch them. Those that have been rejoined with family. Those that have new babies. Father, I pray for them that you would keep your hand on them. Father, we've got a nation that's hurting. Dear God, I pray. That you anoint this message and you anoint me. I pray, Father, that you use me one more time. Dear God, I ask that you bless this message and bless those here. I ask these things in the shed of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen. You know, y'all all heard about me growing up on a ranch. For a farm, growing up around cattle, after that I became a truck driver. One of the first jobs I had in Holland was hides, cattle hides. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been around cattle hides. When you put them down, 
put a cattle hide, hide down, you put a layer of salt, then you put another one, and another one, and that keeps them from rotting, keeps them from deteriorating. But if the salt is bad, they deteriorate. I remember one time I was over in Tyler, Texas, and we walked into the into the room where they kept all the highs and the stench just knocked you down. Man, what's going on? He said, bad salt. They had to throw all those highs away. Because that's where you're going. We are the salt of the world. If we go bad, if we, if our salt loses its salt, if it loses its preserves, because everything around us rocks and Go on to this. I told you about the church. I told you that we're losing its fire, that we're losing its salt. The salt has lost its savior. I never thought I would see in my time a day where the church would be vilified. Where the church would be laughed at. You know, the, uh, the church has lost its salt, has lost its effective, has lost its season, has lost its preservative. And we're sitting here watching in the United States right now. We're watching the effects. Look at what's going on in the school. Look at what's going on in our cities around us. You heard me quote off that scripture about our old friend alcohol and the damage he does. But nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to build a bridge at top. Nobody wants to talk about these things. Nobody wants to teach these children the evils of alcohol, of drugs. A pornography, a premarital sex. We don't want to talk about it because it's not popular. Now I want to ask you to turn to a, a scripture that we all know very well, and this is going to be where the majority of our message comes from today. It's 2 Chronicles 7 14. And I know everybody knows that. 2 Chronicles. 7.14. And I want you to listen to it. You know it. 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people, if my people, who are my people? Who are you, who are you talking to? Are you not talking to the Philistines. He's not talking to the Amorites. He's not talking about anybody else. He's talking to the Israelites. He's talking to his church. He's talking to his people. And he said, if my people if my people Called by my name. You know? 
by people who are called by my name. Think about this name. Are you called by his name? Am I called by his name? Somewhere in our lives, we have to stand up and be called. When people look at you, do they say, that's a Jesus person. That person walked with God. You remember I told you about the first, the first time the Christians were called in Antioch. And it wasn't a glorious name that was a slur. When people look at us, if my people who are called by my name talking about the outside world looking at us. When the outside world looks at us, can they see Jesus? Can they see Jesus? You know, I'm scared to death that people can't see Jesus. I'll give you another one. Back when I was driving a truck, back when I still used to see radio, I was talking on the CD radio one time and the guy was talking, talking to me. We pulled into a truck stop. We've been talking about two hours on the radio. And uh, I slipped my hand in the pocket. I was going to give him the track. He said, is that a gospel track? I said, yes, sir. He said, that's about Jesus, isn't it? He said, I'm a born again Christian. I said, hold up. So you've been cussing like a sailor over the radio for the last two hours. You've been telling off-color stories and it's for the last two hours on the radio. You've been saying all these things. And you're offended that I didn't know you were a Christian. How do we look in an outside world? I'm trying to teach you how not to lose your faultiness. Number one, by our actions. By our actions. If my people shall call, there's five lessons in this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble, call by my name and humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then, Will I care for heaven, forgive their sin, and will heal their land? Five steps. Five steps. To keep it yourself in We are. I'm scared to death. If someone looks at me and can't see Christ. You know, I want to tell you another one. I, I go to the Dollar General all the time. And uh, please don't understand that I'm not saying anything about me because I'm nothing I'm nobody. But I walk through the door, one girl talks to the other, he's fixing to ask if you know Jesus. That's how I know. That's my life. How does the outside world know me? And the Dollar General, that's all good, but that's all just one place. 
Do I act that way around everybody else? You see, my actions count. People notice if my people, which are called by my name, the people in this world, they're looking for something different. Majority churches out here, like I said, I gave you that deal when I introduced you to Mr. Alcohol. They don't preach on sin anymore. They don't preach on anything that will upset the deacon board or the congregation. There's many of them, many of them that, that will tell you just tone down the sin. But if my people which are called by my name called by my name. Are you called by his name? Now here comes the big shall humble himself. Let me ask you a question. Humbling means lowering your pride. Do you realize that pride is one of the greatest sins there is? Do you realize that pride was the first sin? Pride was the, the first sin when, when Satan said, I will, five times. And he started a war in heaven. And he drew a third of the angels. Pride. And this verse says, if my people by my call by my name shall humble themselves. Are we ready to humble ourselves before God? Pride. Let me ask you a question. How many here have heard of David's great sin with Bathsheba? Every one of us. What if I told you there was a sin that cost more people lives? When David had his sin with Bathsheba, it only cost four lives. But when David was wrote with Second Chronicles, when the Bible says that when David's pride rose up and he numbered the people, it cost seventy thousand lives. That's what pride does. I did. I preach. Nothing I can do. Nothing I can do is not given to me by the Lord. Not a penny in my pocket. How many of you here that know that children are God's little tabernacle? But I guarantee you, your kids, your grandkids, they're going to tell you. Where am I going with this? Did your grandkids? Did your kids? Do they call you if my people which are called by that name? Do they see that pride raised up in your life? I uh, am acquainted with a teacher at a different school many miles around here. She came into the shop one day. She said, Brother Don, I need to ask you a question. I said, okay, what do you mean? She teaches seventh grade. She said, uh, I had a little girl come in. She told me. She said, I came in I came in and my daddy was watching porn the other night. And he told me to sit down and watch it with you. But be sure you don't tell him. I 
children of God looks like. You see, when you think no one else is around, your children are watching what you do. Your children are watching. Remember, I tell you, and I'm going to tell you, Kevin, you're bringing us that beautiful baby boy. This painting, that new grandkid and the new, new one on the way. You're not raising children. You're raising someone's husband. You're raising someone's wife. You're raising someone's mother. They look at you. They look at each one of us to see if we walk the walk or just talk the talk. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, get that pride out of our lives. God can't do nothing. Jesus did it all. We can sit here and we can build the greatest church East Texas has ever seen. But if it's not built on Jesus, it's not going to stand. Why? Because if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith. The third one there is pray. We've got to be a crazy. If we want the provisions of God's promise, how many of us here want God's promise? Every one of them. How many of us want to do what it takes to get those promises? Make those promises real. God gave you a promise right here. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and, and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. That is a promise. That is a promise. We all want the promises of God. We all want to listen to these preachers and tell us that all we got to do is give and we'll be rich. But friend, I'm here to tell you everything we got comes from Jesus. And you can't walk apart from God bless you. I say it so many times. If you are what you was, if you can walk apart from God and God doesn't scold you, just like God did to the children of Israel. My sermon this morning was going to be about Tishbaah, one of the saddest times of the year for the Israelites. When they went into captivity and God sold them into captivity. Do you think for half a have a heartbeat that God won't sell the United States into captivity. If you do, then bring one. If God sold his children into captivity, see, I have no problem selling us. 
what God says to do. And he's talking to his people. He's not talking to a lost world. He's talking to his people, his children, his church. He's giving them these precious promises. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, turn from their wicked ways, then, then, every politician out there has claimed that verse. But they all leave out that in terms of their wicked ways. You see, that's what got the children of Israel sold into bondage. They wanted to do it their way. You can look at the book of Judges. And it says everyone did what right in their own eyes. And that's what the United States, that's what the world is doing right now. Every one of us is doing what is right in our own eyes. There isn't enough Bible preaching in the majority of churches across the land to get anybody saved. We've got that easy believism. All you got to do is walk down here, repeat prayer. Your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. You can go live any way you want to. I'm sorry. My Bible don't know anything about that. But what it does know is that if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then, then, what I hear from that. So, Brother Don, you're off of Judge Ben. Well, so is Jesus. They crucified him for Jesus, oh really? What did he tell the Pharisees? What did he What did he say in verse that, that, that we just read? If, if your righteousness does not exceed the Pharisees, that's a little judgmental. Who was saying that? Oh, that's right, Jesus. There's a way to get God's promises on it. And God wants to delight, delight in giving us the desires of our hearts. But it's got to be God's way, not man's way. How do you see yourself? How do you walk in the community? Or tell to get God's provision. Put my glasses back on here. John 13. He's coming in to his last day. Now this is a promise from God. A new commandment I give you, give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, and that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, and ye shall love one another. How do the people out of the world look to find out if you love Christ? If you love your fellow man. If you love your fellow man. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Say it again here. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another. 
as I have loved you. Good thing happened to you. He gave himself to you. He gave himself to you. How are you supposed to love the people that are around you? He just said it. John didn't say it. Jesus said it. Take it up with him. We're supposed to love our brother. Most of us spend all our time gossiping, bad guys, hating. We're told to bear one another's burden. Brother Steve read that verse. What was that verse he read this morning? About praying for one another, about being a sin that we don't pray for one another. Yes, ma'am. 1 Samuel 13, 23. It's a sin if we don't pray for each other. It's a sin if we don't lift one another up. We are the family of God. But if we spend all our time fighting, victory, hating, cursing one another, you like that guy that I was talking to on the CB radio. <clears throat> when he got in front of me, when I was going to hand him out a track, he was Mr. Christian. You see, remember me telling you, the children of God's little spies, everybody around you is watching. Everybody around you is watching. How do you do your life? How do you tell someone that you're a Christian? How do you walk? How do you talk? How do you live your life? Now, I'm going to go to James, the fourth chapter. We're going to wind up pretty shortly about God's plan. Verse four, chapter four, verse two. Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your own lust. Ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the friend of the world is the enemy of God. Get right on down here to verse six. Verse five. Do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he gives more grace. Whereof he saith, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace unto the humble. Remember we talked to you about pride a while ago? The pride that killed 70,000 when it rose up into David? Can you realize that if you let pride come up in your life that God is resisting you? That God is coming against everything you do. You want to know why your prayers aren't getting answered? 
Upon your prayers, don't get no higher than the ceiling. You have not because you ask. And you ask the miss. Pride. Pride. The original sin. The sin that drove a third of the angels out of them. Pride. That my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. Get pride out of our lives. Don't be too proud to come down here and kneel at this altar. We discussed in our in our class this morning. We go through our normal prayer routines. People ask you for prayer. And for some reason. We just got on and asked for God to honor our loved ones. We talked about alcohol. There's more Look at what's going on in the United States. Look at what's coming against our loved ones, our kids. Alcohol, pornography, drug abuse. Look, folks, if we don't show them the right way to live, the devil's right. Look at what's going on in the schools. Every alphabet, every drag queen, and yeah, I said drag queen. Do you realize that they, Brother Philip, Brother Bernie, do you realize that they even had a drag queen go come on the military base? It's everywhere. It's all around. They're not hiding it. Why are we hiding being a Christian? It's time to stand up. It's time to hit our knees and cry for our kids. Beg and plead God for our kids. Because it don't take no rocket scientist to figure out that we're living in the last of the last days. So if you're ever going to fall down with your face and cry for your kids and your grandkids and the people that work with you and the people that you love, the people that you're married to, your wife, your kids, time to get serious about it. Quit playing church. When people look at you, do they see a Christian? When you're praying to God, does God hear a Christian? The word says in the book of Psalms, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. There's plenty of it out here that we don't want to give up. But our kids, our grandkids, our parents, they're in state. Great. If my people, who's my people? God didn't say the devil strived him. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, that means get our pride out of our life. Pray. And seek my face. You know, 
one of the blessed, most blessed times of my life. Eric was about eight. Eric had just come into my life. I was sitting in the chair. He said, Daddy, can I talk to you? Sure. He hopped on the chair. He said, Son, you want anything? He said, No, I just want to be with you. How many times do we go before the Lord? We just want to most of the time we've got our trust with God. God, dear God, I need you to bless this. I need you to bless what I'm doing. How much time do we just spend with me? Spend with Jesus. Just because He's Jesus. Just Eric wanted to spend time with me. Just because. He didn't ask for anything. He just wanted to spend time with me. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my face, not my hand, not my checkbook, not what I can do for you, seek my face, turn with me with way. Damn.